Hello, friends, and welcome to Overcoming Gracefully, the Art of Forgiveness. This podcast, we're going to be focusing mostly on the ability to explore different areas of our own lives and the lives of others when it comes to forgiveness. This will enable us to be more aligned with the purpose we have for ourselves here on earth and discover the meaning of moments so you can better enjoy your life with an open heart, mind, soul, and an ability to move forward. Moving forward can help us get closer to our goals and what we want to accomplish in life. I am your host, Stephanie Cover, and as an experienced forgiver, and I'm sure many times having to be forgiven myself, I know how difficult it can be at times to admit, move through, and acknowledge forgiveness. To be honest, friends, I tend to keep a lot of things inside. So developing this podcast and talking about forgiveness was actually a difficult decision for me. I had to forgive my own self for always keeping things in and to myself. I have found out throughout many different difficult times in my life that having open communication and talking to the Lord and talking to maybe even a counselor um, helps to make things easier. And it can help us to move through emotions and any attachments that are related to a specific incident, person, or occurrence that we all have been through in our lives. What I want to talk about today is um, something that a lot of us experience, um, actually every one of us do, and that is grief. Now, grief is usually related to losing somebody, but it also can be related to different aspects in our life. So, you know, maybe you lose a job or you have some other stuff that's going on. You know, you do experience grief from a lot of situations in life. And the reason why I want to go over this topic is because we often have to forgive ourselves for feeling like grief is not able to be expressed, right? Because you often find that sometimes emotions are told to be, you know, kept to the, kept to yourself. And, you know, a lot of times in even the medical community, you know, uh, when it comes to mental health, there's a lot of different things that people are putting forth when it comes to mental health. And a lot of, I would say, changes are being made when it comes to it. Because back in the day, you know, everything was like this textbook and you're supposed to, you know, adhere to this or do this and do that, or you think this way, or, you know, oh, you have, um, you know, a mood swing or you have this, you know, but, you know, these things that um, affect our mental health, especially in today's society, can create so much chaos that, you know, our brains are overstimulated and sometimes it can cause a little bit of a confusion or a sense of, you know, I would say just grief, right? Um, My sister recently passed away. Um, It's been, you know, a, a few years, but for me, it's just been an ongoing, 
I would say healing process. And when it comes to grief, we do have to heal. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to um, just let ourselves be in these emotions so that we can go through the stages of grief and, you know, overcome and become stronger when we come out of them. Now, the stages of grief, there's five of them, are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and then acceptance. And it says that there is no order to them and they serve as a reference instead of a guide on how to grieve. So what that means is you can be experiencing grief and you aren't going to go through the five stages in the same order as, you know, somebody that you know that has experienced grief, a family member, a friend, you know, um, you're not going to experience things different. We're the same. We are all different. We are all unique. And one of the things that we have to do is be patient with ourselves. We have to realize that, you know, our minds, our bodies, um, they're very intuitively constructed together to relate to each other, meaning your mind, you know, um, reflects in your body and your body reflects in your mind. And, you know, these things, whenever they are kind of out of whack, it can create, you know, a sense of feeling maybe hopeless or, you know, understanding and maybe even being very tough on yourself. Because sometimes when we start to feel emotions that we're not used to feeling, because maybe, you know, you haven't had to experience grief before, and all of a sudden you are, and you're not familiar with these feelings, you don't understand them, you don't know what to do with them. That can be a really, really hard thing to, you know, um, handle whenever you're on top of being grieving. You know, so, um, you know, when I go through this and I think about denial, you know, that's when we're experiencing a situation, but we don't want to believe that it really is, is happening. So we deny it. We pretend like it's not happening. We, you know, continue maybe to go on with our life acting as if nothing has happened. But what happens whenever you're in denial is it eventually will catch up to you. It'll eventually, um, you know, come out in some form, you know, it could be something else that triggers that, you know, denial you've been experiencing. And, you know, the best thing to do if you are grieving is to really go through the healing process of it. And there is no timeline at all. And like, you know, I said about the five stages, there is no particular order that any of this occurs. It's just part of the healing process. Now, the other one, um, the other uh, stage is anger. Now, this one can be very surprising for, for many people. People get angry. Maybe they start to think thoughts that they have, you know, never thought before. You know, maybe they want to, you know, scream at somebody or they are they want to hurt somebody or they are just so angry that, that they break things. You know, like anger is a is a very intense emotion. And once you feel that anger, if you don't release it in some way that is positive and constructive, it can actually do harm to your body as time goes on. Your body will start to hold in that anger 
And if you can't release it, it'll say come from health, it'll start to, um, you know, expose health issues. And because you have that anger, that's just pent up. And I would say if you are grieving and you're cognitively aware that you are feeling anger, you know, one of the best ways to express anger is to exercise and exercise. What it does is it, it can stimulate or emulate, you know, other things that your mind is wanting to do through getting it out that way. Like if you're so angry because say, you know, it's about somebody that has passed away and maybe, you know, you're angry about that and you just want to punch something. Well, if you find a punching bag or you go to a kickboxing class or say you just, you know, sweat it out, you know, with a super um, intense cardio class. Now, this isn't going to totally eliminate it one time, but if you start to practice those things to get your anger out instead of expressing it on other people, it really will be beneficial because you don't want it to trigger yourself to where your anger from something, whatever you're grieving, it comes out and you end up creating a negative situation in your life that can impact it. So now on top of the grieving, now you're dealing with a consequence of something that you have done that you don't even, you know, you couldn't control because you were in a, like a rage or you were just in a fit of anger. And, you know, sometimes when people are in that state, they just, they can't remember what they've done. And statistically, and, you know, um, a lot of people end up, I would say, just, you know, their emotion just, I don't know, kind of blacks them out. I mean, and it happens a lot to people. And, you know, they don't have to be under the influence of something. It could just, you know, just be an an angry emotion or something like that. I've just heard stories, you know, of people that would get into fights or something, you know, I mean, these are serious situations. So, you know, if you are having anger, you do want to channel it into a positive um, you know, direction that will be beneficial, you know, for yourself to continue your healing process by relieving the anger and to eliminate, you know, impacting or hurting somebody else. Now, when we talk about the other um, stage, depression, now everybody is super familiar with depression. Depression is usually not something that I would say, you know, is projected onto somebody else. It's more like you're internalizing all of the hurt and all of the feelings that you're feeling and you're feeling like you can, you can't do anything. You're debilitated. Your, your mind isn't um, working the way it has been in the past. It's maybe cloudy. It's fogged. It's just, you know, making you feel down in the dumps and depression and grief really are congruent because they are, you know, everybody's expecting somebody to be depressed whenever they are feeling the loss and grieving, you know, it's depression is sometimes looked at as a negative factor, but depression actually, um, you know, it's normal. People have like seasonal effect disorders um, where they get 
you know, um, sad, sometimes just based on, you know, the weather, um, you know, if they're going through a situation, you know, sadness and depression are, it's a normal emotion. What becomes concerning is when you're constantly in that state of depression and you can't get out of it. So once you start to feel yourself thinking these thoughts or feeling that you are, I would say, you know, just down in the dumps and you start being hard on yourself and you don't feel like getting out of bed and you don't feel like doing those things, that's when you need to maybe seek help from somebody else, you know, have somebody help you through that. You know, if you do that alone, then it's not healthy for yourself. And sometimes it'll make you have to get medicine or you'll have to do things that, you know, um, require, you know, mental health um, you know, appointments and counseling, and it can be a very, very debilitating thing. And, you know, a lot of people experience depression, even when they're not grieving. So don't feel if you are in a grieving state, that depression shouldn't be part of it because it is, it's one of the stages. And then also bargaining. Um, you know, this is where you hold hope and a situation of intense pain. Um, you might think to yourself, you're willing to do anything and sacrifice everything if your life is restored to how it was before the loss. So you basically like are bargaining with yourself. You're, you know, remembering your life before and how, you know, how much you maybe interacted with um, the person that you're grieving and how your life is never going to be the same. Because once we lose somebody, it's never the same. It, it really isn't. And, you know, it's very difficult. And you know, a lot of people want that feeling back. They want to be back in that situation with that person. And especially when it comes to death, it's very difficult because you can't ever get that person back until you go to heaven. So you have to release and you have to go through those emotions. And it can be very, very hard to do. Grief is a very, very um, hard feeling and it is intense and it really impacts your life in every area. And, you know, the last one, well, actually we went through the depression. Um, you know, the last thing is, you know, the acceptance. So, you know, when we talk about accepting, you know, this is often where people struggle, you know, they get stuck in things. And I did the podcast on being stuck, you know, when you're grieving, you have to accept what is going on, what is happening, where your emotions are taking you and how your life will never be the same. But what you have to realize is that you're still here with the world and the Lord wakes you up every single day. And even sometimes when it's really, really hard because, you know, you just long for that person that you've lost, you have to accept and move forward in a positive way so that you can be able to, you know, help the others that are in your life. And this can be such a hard process, you know, and like I mentioned in the beginning, each person goes through these steps and these phases, um, 
individually and through their own time frame with no way of knowing which order you're going through. But, you know, it does take time to heal through grief. Grief is a real feeling that can really, really control us if we don't let ourselves heal through it. We have to forgive ourselves. We have to understand that it's not our fault that this has happened, that we have to let go and we have to grow further inside of our, our souls and let our souls, you know, guide us and just move through everything that we have to move through. So with that, I um, hope that everybody that is grieving um, is able to forgive themselves for each of the phases that they go through. And hopefully you have a supportive network of people, a community that, you know, also is able to forgive you as you're going through these emotions. That can be another hard thing is, you know, the ha being around people that may not understand what you're going through and maybe looking at you or judging you for what you're doing. You need that safe comfort zone to heal yourself. And if somebody is giving you a hard time and not understanding and not letting you flow through that, you have to, you know, remove yourself until you feel fully healed to be around those people again, because you are, you know, going through something mentally and it can affect your body physically and you just want to heal the best that you can. So God bless. Also, just wanted to let you know that I've been working on some other projects as well. And last year I completed a book called Biblical Foods, The Benefits of Eating for Ageless Health. It is available on Amazon. This book is really close to my heart. It is something that has always been important to me, taking care of myself, eating healthy, and letting nutrition guide and direct my my body and my soul and, and keep me healthy and these references are from the bible all the foods that are in the bible that the lord placed in the bible and i put all of those foods along with how they can you know help you they give benefits some of them help with high blood pressure cholesterol um you know a lot of the things that you know we are taking those medications for along with some calories you know how much calories this has which everybody likes to know some people do still count calories just depending on, you know, which way you're going in your, your health journey. But I just wanted to let you know that this book is available on Amazon. It's dear to my heart. And if you are interested, pick up one of the copies and let me know what you think. I think that the next steps are to just stay positive, to be patient with yourself, and to move through emotions so that you can continue to be the best person in your life and the best person for others as well. As time goes on, we're going to get more and more into how to forgive, when to forgive, what to forgive, and always you don't want to forget because if you forget what you forgave, you may end up doing it again. So with that, I hope everybody has a wonderful day and I'm looking forward to the next episode and speaking with you guys 
again and discussing the art of forgiveness. Take care.